Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to start off with saying that I am... Okay, let me say this. It has been brought to my attention that I said that most trans women are escorts. I don't remember saying that. I don't... Like, I have... And I've, I've thought really long and hard on this. I I don't remember saying that. If I did say that, I apologize. I don't think that. If I did say that, I misspoke. Um, but I do sincerely apologize for that. And um, that's just been brought to my attention. By the way, um, I've been having conversations with, you know... Um, People that I want to connect with my podcast and people who listen to it and things like that. Some have critiques, some have compliments and things like that. So I just wanted to say that if you, if you want to reach out to me and just say anything, just say what you think, what's on your mind. If you agree with me or disagree with me, just let me know. Just like, just reach out to me. My DMs are always open. If you totally disagree with me, I'm, I'm not going to ignore, I'm not going to ignore you. I'm not going to do that. Okay, I like it when people reach out to me. Now, I will say this. When it comes to comments and stuff like that, it usually starts like a chain of conversation that I can't I can't possibly respond to everyone. But usually DMing, if you DM me or email me, I can respond back to you. So that's what I would say. Um so anyway, Concerning the trans, concerning my comment about trans women being escorts, um, if I said that, I apologize. I really don't recall saying that. But anyway, let's get into um, the episode now. Um, I want to, where am I going to start? I want to start with uh, this story about Ayanna Presley. And she, along with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, claims that it's racist for people not eating at Chinese restaurants. Um, This is from the Daily Wire, and it's titled, uh, Democrat Ayanna Presley seems to claim racism is responsible for people not eating at Chinese restaurants. Okay. Far-left Representative Ayanna Presley claimed on Thursday that racism from the coronavirus was responsible for people not eating at Chinese restaurants. You know, since the beginning of the COVID-19 outbreak, we have seen not only the spreading of the virus, but also a rapid spreading of racism and xenophobia, Presley said. We witnessed it at the highest levels. In fact, that the Republican Party fanning irresponsibly these flames. One colleague tweeted that, uh, quote, everything you need to know about the Chinese coronavirus. Uh, my district is home to nearly 32% foreign-born residents with whom, with more than a quarter immigrating from Asia, Presley continued, this painful rhetoric has consequences. Restaurants across Boston's Chinatown have seen up to an 80% drop in business, and I believe that this has everything to do with the rapid spread of misinformation and paranoia. It is critical that we stand against these insightful messages. Okay, let me say this. Let me say this. Um, Ayanna, Ayanna Presley is not the smartest woman in the world. 
I'm not saying she's the dumbest. I'm not. But I, I say this all the time. Everyone says something stupid at some point. And this right here is just plain stupid. Because she is upset that it was, she's upset that it was called the Chinese virus. You know, I don't, you know, she has numbers of, you know, people not going to their rest, you know, going to Chinese restaurants. You know, it's, it's really, it's amazing. It's really amazing. So let, let me say this. When it comes to the, when it comes to viruses, um, they are, they, they receive the name, they receive their name based off where their, where the origin is. This virus started in China, specifically Wuhan. It's not like, it's not racist. This, this idea, this, see this idea that, see again, this, this is the race card. See, it's like this, you know, a, a huge drop in people not going to Chinese, Chinese restaurants. Personally, I already don't go to them. I don't like Chinese food. The only thing I would, the only thing I eat from there is rice. I don't find Chinese cuisine to be appetizing at all. Um, but, you know, people, let, let me say this about the coronavirus. People are living in fear. They're living in fear. And is the, is the fear understandable? It is. It is. The problem with the coronavirus is that it's, it's really unknown and we don't know that much about it. Like we're, we're playing catch up and it's viruses, viruses are tricky things. They evolve very quickly. And so we have to keep working and working and working. And right when we, you know, it's hard to make a vaccine because you make a vaccine for, you know, kind of like the past version of a virus. Once you make a vaccine, it's already changed 10 times. So, you know, I, I, I want to say this that it, it's, it's, it's hard. It's difficult. But let me say this. We're going to get through this. We, we're going to overcome the corona. We're going to overcome the coronavirus. This is not, this isn't the end. This is not, you know, everyone's going to get and everyone's going to die. You know, that, that, that's not going to happen. We're, we're going to overcome this. I believe that this virus is going to, I think it's, Call, call it crazy, but I think it's going to disappear as quickly as it came about. Because this thing came like out of nowhere, and then it just spread rapidly. I think just as quickly as it came, it's going to leave. That's that's my belief. But you know, concerning concerning this racist, you know, calling the virus, the China, you know, the Chinese virus or Wuhan virus is racist. It's not racist. It's not racist. You know, I, I want to say this. We, when you pull the race card, when you pull the victim card, you pull the, the trans card, when you pull the, um, the, 
gender card. When you do that, you're not doing yourself any favors. You're hurting yourself. It's like this. Let's say I cook a meal. And let's say, let's say that these people aren't black that I'm cooking the meal for. Okay. I cook the meal and they all hate it. They all, they all hate what I cook. Is it fair for me to say that they're racist? Like, 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 that doesn't make, that doesn't make any sense. Because see, here's what, here's what that means. What, if, if we're really going to say, okay, anytime something negative happens, it's because of, oh, it's because of racism, sexism, xenophobia, transphobia, um, misogyny, things like that. When we, when we point to those, when we point to those terms, it doesn't help us. You know, Elizabeth Warren got knocked out of the race. She talked, you know, the talk for like the next two or three days was, oh, you know, you know, it's, it's sexism that, that she, that she lost. No, it's not. She lost because voters didn't think she had the best chance to beat Donald Trump. It's that simple. It's not that she's a woman. Like I, like that, that's not it. Democrats were pushing, saying, okay, anyone is better than any, any Democrats running up here. They're better than Trump. Okay. So the best move for us to make is, you know, go and throw our support behind the best person we think has the best chance to beat Donald Trump. That's what they've been campaigning on. If I had a dollar for every time they said Donald Trump's name, I could retire. I could pay off all my debt. I could pay off all my medical bills. It, it, it would be ridiculous. That's, that's why she lost. It's not because she's a woman. I mean, just stop, stop the blame game. It just, it like it, cause what that does is when someone succeeds, if someone succeeds at something, then it's like, oh, they must have only succeeded because of this, this, and this. If I say Elizabeth Warren lost because of sexism, is it fair for me to say that I mean, this is so ridiculous. Is it fair for me to say if she, let's say she runs again in 2024. Let's say she wins. Could I say she won because she's a woman? Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? We can't have these, we can't have these, these double standards. It just hurts us. It really does. Iona Presley, it's not, it's not racist to call it the Chinese virus. It's from the, it's from China. Like that, like that's just, that's just, that's just dumb. That's just dumb. I don't, I don't, I just, I don't understand. I, I don't I don't understand 
we have this we have this obsession i will call it and they the american council on science and health uses the same term let me read what they say historic this is from the same article historically microbiologists named new diseases after locations animals or people to this day flu strains are named after the city in which they were first isolated there's another problem with accusing the name wuhan virus of being racist all influenza strains are named after the location in which they were first isolated this isn't done because of racism it's done because it helps epidemiologists track the viruses once again things could get awfully confusing if influenza strains were named flu number 3296 and flu number 9114 as usual america's pathological obsession with racism misfires again that's i mean it's just ridiculous it's i i remember prager you had this video of this this guy um and he is wearing he's wearing um i can't i don't know if it's chinese attire or japanese attire but he's wearing that and i want to say he's at like ucla or some ivy league school and most of the people that pass him are like oh my god you're a racist you're a bad person you're evil like you're disgusting and everyone was just saying okay you can't wear that because that's racist to wear that and it's like like it doesn't make sense so he went i think it was china cuz he went, yeah he went to chinatown so he was wearing chinese attire and he went up to asian he went up to chinese people and he asked them is what i'm wearing racist and they said no it looks good i like we, we americans are so focused on being just how how woke can i be today where am i in the wokeness rankings i mean it's it's just absolutely ridiculous one girl one girl came up to him and said you can't wear that because that's what that's their attire and that's what they wear and you're white you can't wear what they wear and then he asked her he said something something along the lines of do you eat chinese food and she's like yeah it's delicious and he's and he's kind of like well isn't that racist her lot like her lot her line of thinking just immediately fell apart but we but we americans we just have this obsession of being woke and trying to just say oh you know if you do something to someone it's racist it's sexist it's you know xenophobic like it this it doesn't help anyone when we do that to ourselves it doesn't it just put it just sets us back and it causes more division again there was a poll where it said if if a white if a black politician is criticized by a white politician i want to say it was like 33 or like 40% of democrats think that that think that the white politician is racist it's just ridiculous it's just absolutely ridiculous and i have i i don't i don't i don't get it i don't get it sometime cuz I, i i talked about this i said if someone puts forth an idea let's say they just typed up the idea and put it on a piece of paper and everyone everyone read a copy of the policy and they all they all said okay is this a good idea 
if they said it was a bad idea, it, it may just be a bad idea. But then it's like, oh, wait, Solomon made that? Oh, well, well, you know, because you said it's a bad idea, that means you're racist against black people. That just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. We, we have to, we have to stop with this obsession on being woke. I, I honestly believe that there are some people who wake up every day and they're, they're, the first thing that they want to do is just ask themselves, how woke can I be today? How can I become more woke? How can I become I, I, I just, I, I can't. But I'm going to say this about the coronavirus, man. We're going to get through it. We're going to get through this, you know. We, we're, we're going to be fine. Humans have overcome some nasty things. We have. We, we can do this. We're going to get through this. This, as the old saying goes, this too shall pass. Okay, so, um, Kaya Gerber, um, who, by the way, I didn't know, I don't, I didn't know who that was before this. Um, this from Fox News, Kaya Gerber says her generation won't be silenced by anyone. Um, so she's a model and she said in an interview with Vogue that members of her generation are taking matters into their own hands when it comes to politics. With all the information that's out there, we can't claim ignorance anymore. Gerber, the daughter of supermodel Cindy Crawford, by the way, Cindy Crawford, a big thumbs up. Uh, my generation sees it as their duty to educate themselves, to speak up. We won't be silenced by anyone. Now, I will, I will say this to Kaya. Um, I think it's, I think it is important to be politically active. It is. Voting, you know, being knowledgeable about what's going on in the world, doing something about it, you know, educating others. Don't indoctrinate, but educating and things like that. But here's where I disagree with Kaya. She says that we won't be silenced by anyone. I think we are silencing ourselves. Young people, we don't vote. We don't. That's one thing, that's one thing Bernie Sanders has against him. Cause he, cause he had, he has a lot of support on social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know, Pinterest, all those places. He has, he has a lot of support from young people. But when it comes time to go to the polls, where, where is Gen Z? Where are the millennials? We don't vote. It's, it's usually older people that vote. And one thing, you know, I don't, I think it's pretty unlikely that I could get Kaya Gerber on this podcast. But if I, if I could, I would just like to talk to her about, um, you know, how can we get, how can we get our generation to vote? Cause I wouldn't want to talk policy and things like that, but just voting. Because that matters. We become very apathetic. Um, our generation has become very apathetic in terms of politics and things like that. Um, let me get back into the article. Gerber, who's 18, has been politically outspoken since attending the March for Our Lives in Los Angeles two years ago, often advocating for gun control. 
Gerber received support from her fans on social media for attending the rally. We have ways of communicating with each other that we didn't have before, she said. In reference to her own fame, she added, when you have a big platform, it seems irresponsible not to use it for good. The interview was one of many conducted by the publication with models from around the world to celebrate today's global runway. On the cover, Gerber simply wore blue jeans paired with a black jacket decorated with golden embellishments. In her solo shoot, the model uh, donned a colorful leather jacket and denim pants to match, both designed by Paco Paco Rabane. I think that's how you pronounce it. But uh, she's a she's a very pretty girl. Um, but that that's not the point. The point is that. Gen Z, I'm I'm a Gen Z, okay? So I'm I'm gonna talk to Gen Zers. We have to step up our game. We have to. We've never had more access to information. Um, we've never had we've never had so many different platforms and ways to reach people. Kaya Kaya is she's right on point here. We can't be apathetic. We can't just stop. We can't just stop voting. We can't do that. Giving up and just saying, "Oh, well, well, well," you know what? Who cares? What I mean, what difference does it make? They're all they're all the same. That's a that's a bad mindset to have. It's a bad mindset to have, and we just have to focus. On arming ourselves with knowledge and actually going, getting out there. Remember, Twitter, I said this in an earlier episode. Remember, Twitter is not the real world. It is a virtual world. It's not, it's not, it's not real. Okay, if you want to be all active and stuff like that, go out and actually vote. That's what you need to do. Tweeting just to get likes and stuff like that, that at the end of the day, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't. If like I can I can go out and complain of say take take abortion for instance. You guys know that I'm against it. Okay. If I just sit and complain you know, about, and I just, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook all day just complaining about how abortion is a thing. And I don't do anything about it. I don't vote for politicians who are, you know, who are pro-life. Um, you know, I don't go to rallies. You know, I don't talk about it. I don't, you know, educate myself on it and help try to help educate others on it. I'm not doing anything. Just sitting on social media and just using Using our thumbs isn't, isn't, isn't gonna do it. I mean, we, Gen Zers must have the strongest thumbs ever. Of any generation. Our thumbs are very, very good and very strong and very talented. But we, 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 we gotta go, we have to, we have to get out there. We have to. It, it, Social media, social media isn't do it. That's not how you vote. 
You vote at the polls. The older generations, they're going to die. And just, I, w- I want to say, you know, just this. You know, my, you know, minorities, you know, women, let, let, let me say this. There were people who died that would have given anything, that, that would have given anything to vote. They died so that we could have a chance to vote. Like I look at, I look at, you know, blacks who don't vote and I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. Like you have to actually be kidding me. Many of the excuses that I hear about voting is, you know, one, oh, it takes too long. Oh, I don't know what's going on. Or I don't really know what each person believes. Or, you know, what difference does one vote make? All those excuses are just not legitimate. They're not legitimate. You can find out what each person thinks. You can find out their past. There are many sites like, you know, Ballotpedia, where you can find out a person's past. You can find out what they believe, you know, things like that. You can find out what they stand for. And if you, I mean, if you want the argument of, oh, you know, voting takes too long. Okay, there are many places, there are many states where you can mail in your ballot. There are, you know, I mean, it's not like, it's not like you vote every single day. It's not like going to work. It's not like that. Voting, like voting is a beautiful thing. We have the opportunity to, ah, man, I, I mean, we just, we just, we don't get it. We don't quite, Gen Z, we don't quite get it yet. We don't. And I just, I, I, I don't know. It, I find it irritating. I am, I'm more irritated by those who, see, here's my thing. I'm more of a fan of someone who is in terms of ideology, just totally opposite me, but they vote. I'm more a fan of that person than a person who has the same ideology as me, but doesn't vote. When they can vote. That's how, that's how much I care about voting. Cause see, the person who votes, they understand. They get it. They know that it matters. The person who doesn't vote, oh, hey, 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 just, you know what, just, it, it's irritating. It really is irritating. Um, let's see. Okay. So I want to get into, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. You know, when I got started for this, when I got started for this episode and I was trying to find stories, it was, I've never had a harder time looking for stories because everything, I shouldn't say everything. Most, the vast majority of everything that I looked at had to do with the coronavirus. 
I'm, I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of talking about it and things like that. I'm just like, man, come on. Like it's, like it's really difficult. Like right now I'm trying, right now I'm getting, you know, I'm doing a lot of interviews and stuff like that. Um, I have a collaboration, um, coming out soon, specifically Sunday with, um, Another messy podcaster, uh, the babbling bean. That's a, it's a it's a pretty interesting podcast. I would really give it a listen. Um, but I will be, you know, you can you can catch that on Sunday. But I'm I'm finding a lot of people that I'm trying to do interviews with and just talk to them from different walks and different areas of life. Um. And for one reason for that is to get through this corona this coronavirus stage. This is gonna pass, but finding news is extremely difficult. It really is. Um but anyway, some of the people that I'm talking to through social media and collaborating with and making appointments with, you guys have some good stuff coming. I'm gonna say that. Okay. Now this story does relate to the coronavirus, but it has to do with dating. And this is from marketplace.org. Um, it says, as social, as quote, social distancing becomes a new norm, will online dating start to lose its appeal? Okay. I'm, before, before I get into this, I'm going to say flat out no. Just flat out no. And let me, let me say this. Okay. Let's just think about this. Let's just think about this. Online dating has never been more popular. And when you do online dating, yes, you're going out in public and you're being with people, but it's not, it, you know, it's not like speed dating where you interact with like every, you know, you interact with everyone in the room. You meet, you meet with someone on, you meet someone online, you talk to them for a little bit, for like maybe a few days, um, you call them, you set up, you set up a date, a time and a place, you meet at that place and you, you go from there. We can't, listen, we can't just stay inside. Everyone, everyone cannot just stay inside. Society still has to function. There are places we still gotta go. There are things we still gotta do. We still have to interact with each other on a face-to-face level at some point. We can't just stay inside. Now, while this is go- while the coronavirus is going on, I would say, you know what? Dating is not the most important thing right now. It's about health. Okay, that's key. But what I'm saying is this too will pass, but don't stop dating online. And don't stop trying to meet people. Because when you do that, that's just living in fear. And you miss out on many joys The number one killer of dreams is fear. It's like this. I have every, I've, I've said this many times. Since kindergarten, I have always wanted a family of my own. I've always wanted a wife and I've always wanted children. Okay. At some point, I'm gonna, if I want a wife, I'm gonna have to meet somebody Somehow, and I'm eventually going to have to meet this woman 
in person. Okay, if I just keep these, if I just have these dreams of wanting a family and having a family and, you know, coming home and, you know, my kids, you know, running up to me and, you know, hugging my legs and just saying, Daddy, we miss you, you know, kissing my wife, you know, good morning in the morning, things like that. If I have those dreams, but I let this fear just hold me back, well, I'm never going to get that family. It's not going to happen. We're going to have to interact with each other at some point. We're, we're going to get through. I'm going to get into this article. You could say, uh, by the way, this is from marketplace.org. And this was, uh, this came out two days ago. You could say online dating, meeting people virtually while you decide whether or not to meet them in person is already a form of social distancing. Now we're in the throes of seal, uh, COVID-19 and another form of social distancing has become best practice. What will become of Tinder, OkCupid and Bumble? Thomas Jaren is pretty active in the world of online dating. He's on Tinder and Grindr and goes on one or two dates a week. Wow, that's a lot. Um, but this week, Jaren, who is 25 and lives in Oregon, canceled every date. I felt like, I felt a little bit like Chicken Little for it, but I canceled the date, Jaren said. And then I had some things planned for this weekend that I'm canceling as we speak. Jaren is not telling people that he's canceling because he's worried about getting COVID-19. I'm, I'm so ashamed to admit it, he said. Analysts say online dating apps are bound to take a hit. I look at it the other way. I look at it the other way. Um, you know what? Let me, let me keep reading. As the virus keeps spreading, that fear is going to increase. I can't pronounce this guy's last name. Um, but it was a senior editor, a senior equity analyst at Morningstar. What that means for the company is higher churn and less growth in subscribers. I mean, you look at this stock and it's certainly come down a lot. I think this is just because of the hype. Coronavirus is going to become, you know, older news. But I, I will say this. I think it's, I think currently it's going down, but I think it's going to go up. Cause people will be afraid, but people are still going to want to date. They are like at some point, at some point, this is going to end and every single person, they're going to want to, they're going to want to meet other people. I think online dating is going to increase even more because they can say, okay, because people will say, okay, well, instead of having to go to a bar to meet people and, you know, having drinks and, you know, eating the finger foods that everyone sticks their dirty hand in, I can do online dating. I think online dating is going to explode after this. I really do. I think it's going to really go up. Now, you guys know that I don't, I don't date online, but you guys know that I am thinking about it and I am leaning towards it when my 22nd birthday comes around. So that's, that's what I would say. Um, let me see. Uh, dating apps, this is back in the article, dating apps are starting to make adjustments to the new reality. Tinder has canceled the international release of Swipe Night, a choose-your-own-adventure series that was scheduled to launch internationally this weekend. The company has also added a pop-up screen that reminds people to wash their hands and not touch their faces. In the long run, dating apps are more likely to remain profitable. 
in our opinion, after growth, after growth and the coronavirus cases plateau, or let's just say slow down, you know, fears begin to subside. Um, I, 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 listen, we can't just stay inside. We can't. Because you, you know, there will be those people who this coronavirus thing is going to pass and they're still going to be afraid to go outside and interact with people. They're going to free, be, be afraid to go to basketball games, soccer games, concerts, church, things like that where there's going to be a lot of people. Living, fear is such a killer. There are so many opportunities that I missed due to fear. Whether it whether it's girl related, you know, girl related, um, job related, scholarship related, um, school related, fear is just is just a killer. Now, we do have to prioritize. Right now, dating is not the number one thing. We have to prioritize our health. I understand that. But th- remember, this too shall pass. We're going to get through this. And when we get out of this, we can't be afraid to just be interacting with people. We can't be afraid to interact with people. We can do things smarter and better. But we still got. We still have to interact with each other. Just doing things online that really hurts us. That like that really hurts relationships, and we can't let that happen. We can't let this virus. This virus isn't bigger than us. It's not. So, I would I would say you know, if if you are dating online and you're swiping left and right, okay, I look at it this way. If you're swipe, if you're, if you swipe right on someone and you match with someone, just, you know, you can just keep, you just would keep talking for longer and just plan the date, you know, more, you know, further out. Just, just do that. But don't, don't stop dating. Don't do that. Don't delete your, you know, your dating apps. Don't do that. We can, we're going to overcome this. We're, we're bigger than this. This is, it's a, it's a, it's a big bump in the road. I've seen a lot of things on social media saying that 2020 has sucked. I can see how people would think that, you know, you know, Kobe died. Um, it, it, we, we've had a lot. We have gone through a lot and it's only March. We had the election. 2020 is a lot. I will, I will concede that it has been a lot. And it's been a very, it's been an emotional three months. But we're going to get through this. We can do it. Um, that's it for me for this week. Stay safe. Um, wash your hands, uh, with soap, with warm water for 30 seconds. Dry your hands. Um, you know, try not to shake hands. Um, you know, Take showers, you know, be clean, just things like that. We can do this, you guys. We're almost, we're almost done, I believe.